Guys, we're starting a podcast. starting a podcast called afternoon snack me meredith and alex and we're going to talk about um really whatever we want probably a lot of nutrition a little bit of crossfit a little bit of life a little bit of cat um but yeah i think it's going to be really fun do you think it's going to be fun we'll see (laughs) we'll see how long we keep this going um But yeah, so this is the first episode. We are going to give you a little intro on what we're up to, what we've been up to, who we are. Maybe you're listening to this and you have no idea who we are, Um, why we do what we do. What we do. What do we do? What do we do? A lot of different things. Yeah. So we will get into it. Alex, tell me what we do. Well, we... We're multifaceted, so we're CrossFit athletes, um, so we train. We also own a nutrition and lifestyle consulting company called Tactic Functional Nutrition. So we do a lot of, we help a lot of people with their nutrition and lifestyle and mindset and a bunch of different things. And we, I don't know. We talk a lot. We talk a lot to each other about CrossFit, life, hang out together, pet our cat. We have a lot of opinions. Yes. We're going to share those with you. Um, a lot of, I don't know, dissenting opinions. Opinions that a lot of people have, but they're not brave enough to put them on the internet. Mm-hmm. Opinions that we're not afraid to defend. Yeah. Or critique. We're not afraid to critique our own opinions. We do a lot of that each other's opinions i critique a lot of your opinions yeah i just leave you alone (laughs) um if you get confused on who's talking that's probably pretty reasonable because we kind of sound the same um i'm gonna use the word y'all a little bit more um alex will probably use the word what's a word you use it's canadian not a that's too stereotypical (sighs) yeah like um she'll probably say like oh I've just, excuse me, I gotta go to the washroom. What the hell is a washroom? It's a bathroom. Mm. A restroom? A toilet. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it depends on how. (laughs) (laughs) Off to a, we're off to a good start. Um, Cool. Yeah. So why don't we start by, um, I don't know, let's talk about why we, why we do what we do. We had this conversation earlier with Paul, but why why do you do nutrition and not law? Well, um, so I was a lawyer for about, I mean, I am a lawyer. I'm technically non-practicing, um, but I didn't practice for very long. I did my articles for one year. That's basically what you do for a year after law school. 
And then you get called to the bar, so you're officially a lawyer. So as soon as I got called to the bar, I quit. Um, so I didn't give it, I, w- I would say I gave it a fair shot. Articling gives you a pretty good taste of what it's going to be like. And I kind of got a sense of how things were at the firm that I was working at and realized uh, it wasn't for me, at least not right now. And so we, Meredith was already doing some nutrition coaching with a different company. And so as I was wrapping up my articles, I was getting interested in that. I've been a big sports person for a while. I played a lot of sports, knew a lot about nutrition just for my own sake, had had a bunch of different nutrition coaches. Well, I wouldn't say a bunch, a couple, and decided to get into nutrition coaching and realized it was a little bit better lifestyle. Um, maybe not as much security, but I like really like learning about sports nutrition, nutrition in general, and just like helping people be healthy, not even like be better at sports or get jacked. I just want people to be healthy. That's a pretty big issue today in society. And I'm very passionate about it. Um, so I would say that is a little bit more up my alley in terms of my passion. And that's why I kind of made the jump from law to nutrition coaching and owning a small business. As scary as it is. It is scary. Yep. Why do you do it? Um, I do it in a nutshell because um, it nutrition and fitness changed my life. And probably in more ways than I'm even like able to recognize. Probably sort of, it probably changed my whole path in life. Um, it probably is the reason why I'm here and not um, where I was, which we'll talk about maybe in a different episode. But um, I have seen firsthand the power that um, nutrition and fitness have in creating meaningful change for people. So um, it's, it's kind of, it's the only thing I really want to do. Um, and I did something really different for a really long time. I worked in science and engineering and as much as I love that, and I still love that, um, I really can get into the weeds on uh, nutrition and the science and hormones and physiology behind that. And I find that very interesting. But ultimately, um, you know, people don't really care what the thyroid does or how hormones work. They care, um, you know, about uh, being healthier and about connection and relationships and, you know, um, moving towards their goals. So I think, um, you know, what you should do in life is find something that you're good at and that you're passionate about and that you can get paid for and you should do that. And so that's kind of what we're doing here with tactic at least. And, you know, we're fortunate to have kind of like have started the business with an audience already and a following. Um, and then we've just grown that following and cultivated it. And yeah, I love it. It's what I love the most in life. The second Second most. What's first? Oh, Ivy. Oh. <laughs> She's so cute. Look at her. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that's why I do nutrition. I don't know. Um, you know, fitness will probably be part of my life forever and yours too. Yep. And CrossFit is 
really, really fun and at the same time really continues to be very controversial, both in how the, um, you know, HQ, how they roll things out in the games. And it's just kind of like, you know, it's fun to keep up with that and be involved. So there's always a lot to talk about with CrossFit and the CrossFit games. And uh, so we will definitely do a little bit of that why don't we do a little bit of that right now yeah and talk about what uh what we think of this season so far and what we think of the CrossFit games potentially happening and I don't know they haven't even announced a date yet but let's just say that they can they try to have it in August and now at the ranch not in Madison so you tell me what you think. Um, I mean, given what's happening with COVID and all of the restrictions put on public gatherings and really any gatherings, there are so many like social distancing me- measures that are put being put in place or have been put in place for the last, I guess, six weeks or so. Um, where we live, which is in Alberta, Calgary, Canada, uh, it's pretty... I would say it's pretty conservative. They haven't really talked about reopening, um, reopening in quotes, the economy or letting gyms open, things like that. Public gatherings are basically off the table until the end of August here. Um, But like, it's hard not to see what's going on in the US. And that is, they are reopening in certain states. And I mean, it's very interesting because you watch on the news uh, varying opinions of that of the people involved politicians and even gym owners like you talk you talk about Georgia and you see I mean we have friends who own gyms in Georgia who have voiced their opinion about not being comfortable opening the gym so you put people you're putting people in positions that um, may not be comfortable for them I think the CrossFit Games is setting a little bit of a a precedent in throwing out like they posted on Instagram or Twitter, whatever it was that they're going to go ahead with the CrossFit games, kind of no matter what, whether or not it's going to be with spectators or it's going to be a, there are going to be some adjustments made. Obviously it may not be in Madison. It likely will be at the ranch. And personally, like given what's going on, like I don't think you can definitively say something can happen or not at least an in-person event. And I don't know how the CrossFit Games can happen if it's not in person. Like, what do you, like, I don't know. Do you think, like, is there a way to do it safely at the ranch? Like, is there, so the question is, is there a way to do it? Yes or no? In August, potentially. Yeah. With, I I mean, I think about traveling for, I mean, maybe they're going to have it, but it's going to be a very, limited resemblance of what the CrossFit Games should be or has been in the past. And I think people are all excited about the fact that the CrossFit Games is going to be at the ranch, but they need to lower their expectations, in my opinion. Like, think about people traveling from Europe, like Cara Webb. How is she going to get from Australia to California? Well, she's not. (laughs) I think that's, like, you have to operate under some assumptions, and the assumptions are that not many Europeans or Australians or people traveling in will be able to travel. Um, The argument could potentially be made that there should be special 
consideration for athletes, but that's a really hard pitch, I think, considering the fact that other sports leagues, the Olympics, have all canceled through the fall. So um, I don't know that that would be considered too highly by the U.S. border and immigration people. Um, so the assumptions would be there probably won't be that many foreign people com- competing. So you're looking at mostly, if not all Americans, um, maybe some Canadians that will depend, I think, on the like the Canadian border. I think they're going to open the U.S. border, but then how do you get back in if the Canadian border is closed? Um, those are the assumptions, I think. And then you have to say, okay, so like age group, probably not going to happen, right? If you're assuming that the virus will still be kind of out and about, you're not going to, certainly not going to have the 60, 65, 70 year olds come into uh, the ranch. Before you even start on that topic, you have to assume that like social gatherings over 100, even 200 people won't be allowed. So you take even just the, you just take, Let's say they just said, okay, we're going to take just the top 20 in the open. Top 20 being top 20 men, top 20 women. That's 40 people. Then you have judging. So say you have 20 judges. So that's now 60 people. Then you have a few media people, let's say five. You have, and then you count all the individuals. Dave Castro, um, maybe a couple demo team members. You have to demo the, the workouts. You have the head judges who don't judge. That's another five people. So you're easily at a hundred people. Yeah. So, so, and that's taking the bare minimum qualifiers. What are you going to do about the people who qualified through Wadapalooza? Yeah. What are you going to do about like teams? They don't even have teams qualified because there were no, or there were only a few sanctionals. Mm-hmm. So that's off the table. Um, and then, yeah. And then there's, I mean, the Europeans, like that's going to be an issue. I just, I just, it's going to, I, I mean, I love the games. I just, it's almost like I don't want to see a half-ass games. Yeah. It's kind of gotten to the point where as much of an effort, like how much, I don't know if you can put in enough effort to counteract the, the stuff that they can't control. And it's the ranch. Like it's cool, but you can only polish it up so much. So it's like, it's just going to, it's going to look and feel totally different. And you have to be worried going into 2021 and losing your title sponsor and what that's mm-hmm. what this year potentially does to next year what it means for sanctioned events yeah i think there's uh there's a lot of unknowns yeah i guess i just i think there might be a way to do it safely i just i um you know you're trying to have an event in in a state that has to this point next to new york had the most had the strictest uh, social distancing they were actually the first state to shelter in place they have been have been ticketing and finding people i just like california is going to be a really tough sell i think on they'd have a better they should just move it to georgia like just have the games in uh you know atlanta savannah they're open for business if you're going to do it like if they have it they have it what i don't agree with is given the fact that there are so many unknowns mm. in terms of the next few months with covid with like the states reopening like georgia's going to reopen like then what happens it's like we have to wait two weeks to see if there's another spike yeah so it's like as a as an organization is it a smart idea to state essentially a fact that they they will be hosting the crossfit games when 
they only have so much control over it. Yeah. I mean, that's... I don't know. I never, I never like definitives. I really always yeah. am a big fan of qualifying language. I think that goes a long way. And, uh, you know, saying this is definitely going to happen kind of opens the door for um, failure of some kind. Uh, but we'll see. So you don't want to be on the demo team this year? I thought, I mean, I considered it. I thought, <laughs> well, what if I'm asked? Yeah. I mean, it's really fun to go to the ranch. Yeah. We went last year for demo team and it was a blast. I would, yeah, I, I would mean, love it. It'd be really difficult to turn that opportunity down. Yeah. If they and then you're like, then you're having to make a decision based on your principles. Yeah. That's tough. I mean, yeah, it would be the travel that would be the issue, I yeah. think. Yeah. But, I mean, we'll see what happens. There's just, like I said, just a lot of unknown. Yeah. A lot of unknown. Things have unraveled a lot in the last month. Even even here in Canada where it hasn't been that bad, there's been some some things happening and we're trying to follow it as much as we can, but not too much to get too anxious. What would you say has been the hardest thing so far with uh, physical distancing and lockdown here? Um, I think it's, it's hard to, to think I'm like, we're in a good position. Like we have a comfortable living, um, environment. We have our family and friends are all safe and we have a business. We're still working. Our business is remote. So we're not, you know, paying for a building without having, being able to have people in it, things like that. So I'm grateful. I think the hardest part is just like watching the news, seeing what's happening and seeing, frankly, the amount of stupidity that I've seen in the world. And I mean, that's on various levels and that's sad to see. And it's sad, it's sad to see people sitting there, you know, complaining about small things when maybe they've lost some perspective. The fact that like people are literally like already paycheck to paycheck, don't have enough money and now they don't have a job and they have a family to feed. And I think the there's going to be a lot of problems with with that moving forward and I think that's the hardest part for me personally I'm I'm not struggling a lot with the social distancing I'm quite introverted so I'm fine but thriving uh, yeah I would say I I'm enjoying I'm enjoying it but what about you oh um I'm enjoying it less <laughs> I uh I miss people and being able to go out and go to restaurants and go to the gym but probably um I don't know it's hard because I'm I'm American and it's hard watching from a distance what's going on in like my country where my family and friends most of my family and friends live all my family and most of my friends um and on top of that living in um a very conservative state where a lot of these protests and rallies are going on it's just a little bit worrisome. I don't like watching that. It's uh, it's sad seeing a lot of the issues that, um, like, uh, I guess we've known about in the U.S. for a while, the healthcare system being the, the big one, and having issues there kind of put on display, like the issues with the, the private healthcare system and... Um, you know, these hospitals, the, the for-profit hospitals versus the not-for-profit hospitals, their relationships with uh, different labs and everyone kind of exists on an island. And then that's made worse by, 
you know, each, so now each state kind of is being forced to operate independently and try to find their own supplies. And there's really a lack of federal guidance and it's kind of a circus. So it's sad. I don't like watching that as much as I make fun of Americans and like, uh, you know, kind of frankly talk shit about being American. I still am American and it's like, it's the greatest country in the world and it's just not, it doesn't look, it doesn't look to be right now. So that makes me sad. Um, but yeah, otherwise we're doing well here. We have our home gym, which we're extremely lucky to have virtually an entire setup. We can do almost everything except muscle ups and rope climbs and running. And that was kind of a freak thing, right? Like Uh we didn't have that. We moved into this place and like didn't really have a setup at all and decided to get, um, we just had a basement, which where the ergs were going to go. And I was like, oh, cool, a basement. Look, look at all this room for the rowers. And then we, uh, you know, the gym we go to in Calgary, Rise, had some extra rubber flooring. And I was like, oh, it'd be kind of cool to put some rubber down, you know. So we have the, the ergs aren't just like on the, the concrete. So we get the rubber and put the rubber down. And we're like, oh, cool, that's really neat. Also, who knew rubber was so dang expensive? And heavy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was... But not as expensive as it could have been. Yeah, you got a good deal if you get it through a gym who bought... Some extra. Yeah, and many, many square feet. I'm not even sure how And we got free delivery is. and yeah. almost crushed Spencer <laughs> on the way down the stairs. Yeah. So, props. Um, yeah, and then we were just kind of like toying around with the idea of getting some equipment from Rogue or whatever. Um, but that gets expensive pretty quick. And Alex hates spending money. <laughs> hates spending money. Yeah. Do you hate anything more than you hate spending money? No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I could think of something. I don't know that you can. But anyways, um, so we didn't do that. And then uh, we were we were uh, competing on an Atlas Games team with Paul Tremblay and Albert Dominique LaRoche. Team Tidax. So Alex was like, well, maybe we'll reach out to, uh, to Rez with Tidax and and just like try to establish a relationship there and so we did that and um ended up buying through them which because it's closer right like edmonton based company canadian rogue is man rogue getting rogue stuff in canada is brutal because you pay like a ridiculous amount of shipping and it takes like three or four weeks Tidax is super fast edmonton's like three hours away so we ended up getting that stuff like uh we decided to have it shipped before atlas it was like we were gonna get it the friday before we left one day shipping yeah yeah one day so it shows up it was kind of a pain because we're like unpacking it on friday and then leaving on like sunday or monday i think um but we have this we have a small truck a ford ranger and (laughs) we went to go pick up this like it was a flat it was all kind of packed on one of those like wooden a, a pallet a wooden pallet yeah and I didn't really, I kind of underestimated it the may, amount of my truck. It may have exceeded the payload capacity yeah. for the Ranger. And so when they put the flat or the pallet in, the truck like sank. Yeah, it's like a 2006 Ranger. And so driving that home was quite nerve wracking. It's new suspension anyways. But so yeah, we she got made that. It. She did. Reba. Um, we... <laughs> We got that, and then all the Atlas Games stuff happened. So the, like, um, 
the event was canceled and we kind of scrambled to get back from Montreal. And I think had we not gotten it delivered before, it would have been a long, because that was like, people immediately started buying up fitness equipment. So if we hadn't already bought ours, yeah, like, I don't know that we would have been able to get it for a long time. So we basically came home to a fully equipped home gym. We just had to set some things up, like the pull-up bar, and we were good to go. But that was a really happy accident and definitely glad that we have it. So um, we're lucky there. We live right by a really cool park that we can go into. I don't know where I was going with that story. I think it was just a story. We have a cat. We have Ivy. She uh, had her spay canceled because it's an elective surgery. So she's pushing, she's now seven months old and we're really worried that she's going to go into heat. (laughs) Every time she acts out, we're like, wait, are you in heat? (laughs) And apparently like a cat in heat is like the worst thing to live with. Like it's like a nightmare, like a monster. Uh, Yeah. I didn't do the research he did, but uh, all I want to know is do we need like cat pads like how does that work no they don't you don't need that okay they don't just dogs yeah and not even every dog but some dogs yeah cats just act like real weirdos and try to escape the house and and howl and make messes they it's ridiculous so hopefully i really hope they reschedule that soon because she's like she's she's coming of age yeah it's gonna be her moon time soon so should we talk about like what kind of topics we might be discussing this was kind of like an overview just some some more relevant conversations yeah just randomness yeah but there'll be i think the the podcast will be a little bit more structured yeah so we will we'll have uh topics each day well we're not going to do one every day but maybe once a week but we'll have a topic for the podcast it would either be probably a lot of nutrition uh some goal setting mindset training um crossfit if like something big happens with crossfit we'll probably jump on and talk about that um whether somebody makes a post on instagram that we don't agree with that we talk about that yeah we'll talk about that there's lots of those yeah we've we could actually go back into the uh annals and get some some previously roasted posts we were talking about discussing how Instagram has changed for us and others. Yeah, and how it's how, changing the sport. Mm-hmm. Why the sport is lives on Instagram. It's the only sport that lives on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And maybe a little more about our personal lives yeah. as we maybe see Maybe we talked about our coming out stories. Yeah, yeah, we can tell that. I think both of us actually have really good ones. Yeah. Yeah, we were like way in the closet. Yeah. I was like really like deep closet. But also like in the closet, but also looking back on photos, like wondering how how did you know how did people not know? Yeah. <laughs> I think people I mean they think they did. They, do. But they knew. Yeah. But um yeah, so we are we're gonna set up a um this will be on our website, obviously, the podcast. It'll be on Apple and Spotify. Um, we will have an Instagram page at the afternoon snack podcast. So you can find us there. You can comment if you want to hear about certain topics, have questions. We are open for that. This is going to be kind of an open forum. So, um, yeah, let us know if there's anything you want to hear about and, uh, definitely subscribe. We will try to be consistent with getting them out probably bring some people on to talk about various topics um 
I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be really fun. I agree. It's, I mean, this one was already pretty fun. Yeah, we've got we've got the time. We've got the we've got the setup. Thanks, Mike Fitzgerald from OPT for letting us borrow his podcast setup. Yeah, it's great. We sound really good. Um, and yeah, anything else? Nothing to add there. You have an eyelash on your cheek. Do you want me to hang on? I'll get you it. You got to make a wish. Okay. <laughs> you just did that. What'd you wish for? Uh, you can't say. Ugh. That's no fun. You yeah. can't just like blow into the mic and then not tell people what yeah. you wished for. But well. make your own assumptions, I guess. All right, cool. Well, we're out of here. I, I haven't decided how we're going to sign off from the podcast. So this first one's probably going to be awkward. So, yeah, bye. Bye.